Hey friends, it's season five of the official Do Good Better podcast, and every Thursday we'll be releasing a pair of interviews with some amazing nonprofits talking about their awesome impact in the communities they are in. We'll talk about some challenges they've faced and chat about their best tips and tricks that might just help your organization do good better. Hey, enjoy these mini episodes of inspiration that make a major difference in the lives of those served by these incredible nonprofits. Hey, did you just have a meeting with a donor and they told you something really, really important and you have no place to put it except for like maybe an Excel spreadsheet or, a, I don't know, a random piece of paper in your office? Go to DonorDoc.com. Get a CRM system that works. Get a donor database system that works. Get something that gives you beautiful reports and beautiful dashboards that even your crankiest board member will love. Go to DonorDoc.com. Use the code word Do Good Better at checkout and get a month free. DonorDoc.com. Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Martz. Brady Martz knows that you've got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Martz is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services. So... Contact Brady Marts to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit. Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits. But sometimes the perspective of leaders who run those small and medium-sized nonprofits are the perfect people to talk with with you today. So uh, I've got Grant Richardson. He's the uh, Senior Executive Development and Community Relations at Bethany Retirement Living. Grant, welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. Thanks for having me, Patrick. I'm very excited to chat with you today, but if somebody is scrolling through iTunes or they're scrolling through YouTube and they say, I want to learn more about what Grant does and all the great things that Bethany does, but they don't know who you are, why don't you give people a 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today? Uh, well, personally, uh, I've been in the marketing and fundraising business for nonprofits since 1977. Uh, my first job was at uh, my alma mater, uh, then Jamestown College, but now the University of Jamestown. And I've been in healthcare and education and arts and civic uh, involvement and, and so on for a long time. My degree is in economics and political science, uh, neither of which are marketable skills. But I've been able to parlay a, a very uh, rewarding career um, through the years uh, serving our communities. Um, Bethany Retirement Living uh, has been around since 1939. Uh, we moved to the campus of our uh, university on University Drive in 1942, and then we grew and expanded till we ran out of space and opened the Bethany on 42nd campus in January of 2010. So currently, we're home to a little over 500 residents. Uh, we have about 850 employees, and uh, we provide care in uh, skilled nursing, uh, memory care, uh, transitional care for those kind of short post-hospitalization surgery stays, uh, assisted living, basic care, which is a number of things, but uh, primarily uh, Medicaid-eligible assisted living, and we provide independent housing as well. 
Fantastic. I, it's always nice to start off with a big win with everybody kind of listening in on this. One of those things, what did Bethany have as a, as a thing to celebrate over the last uh, maybe year or so that you just want to high five everybody on a podcast with about? Um, well, being a healthcare business um, in the midst of a pandemic, um, my biggest high five goes to our staff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have endured uh an amazing amount of regulation, um, paperwork, um, rules, regulations, all kinds of things that, um, well, frankly, a lot of businesses don't have to endure. Um, I've heard that long-term care is the second most regulated industry in the country behind nuclear energy. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm here to say that apparently is true. Um, and the hard part has been that they're not our rules, but um, our staff, um, have been very understanding and compliant uh, residents, families, um, they get it. Uh, we have a very vulnerable population here and um, everyone has, almost everyone has been very cooperative and understanding. Um, the community has come to our aid and provided, I think we had one donor um, who provided 1600 cloth masks, I think it was. Uh, that she made. Uh, she just sat down at her sewing machine and made masks for Bethany. And, uh, you know, those kinds of things, uh, that commitment to our organization uh, really means a lot to us. Um, and then, you know, uh, just the fact that we, we've come through pretty well. Early on in the pandemic, there were lots and lots of stories from long-term care facilities about, you know, the high uh, rates of infection, the high rates of death. And we frankly haven't had that here. And I think it's because we've been diligent in enforcing the rules and so on. It hasn't been easy, uh, but um, all of our staff particularly really need a pat on the back. I really love about that is, uh, yeah, there's there's not a lot of organizations, um, especially in retirement communities and sort of uh, the like that um, aren't as flexible. Like that, that's one of the adjustments that you've had to make since day one of this whole pandemic uh, beginning and that every week there's another rule every month, there's another sort of goal to hit. Like it's just ever changing. Um, is what's the biggest challenge out of all of that flexibility or all of those changes that you've overcome uh, both as maybe an organization, but as a fundraiser specifically. Um, like, like every business driving down the street, um, staffing has been our biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, um, though it's been tight, uh, both in terms of onboard staffing and in terms of uh, applications, uh, we've done pretty well. We've been able to fill all our shifts and we haven't had to mandate a lot of our staff to stay for an extra shift. Um, but, you know, the, the, we're not sure where everybody went mm-hmm. and, and uh, trying to find a way to reach out to uh, new audiences we're going out to past employees and, and offering them a, an incentive to come back to work at Bethany. Um, and all of these things have, have been able to keep, uh, allow us to stay open. Uh, there are facilities that have closed wings. Um, uh, there are facilities that are reducing services because they just don't have the staff to serve uh, the residents. And we've been able to, to stay on track with that. You know, and what that, that kind of reflects onto um, our, uh, connection with the community. 
you know, and like I said, my title is partly communications, uh, being able to stay on top of that and, and project a positive right. effects, not only uh, our ability to bring in residents, but also to bring in dollars and support for the community. You've been doing fundraising a very long time. And I love talking with veterans in the uh, in the fundraising realm, which are fantastic. Is what have you seen over the last number of years that um, surprised you as uh, as a fundraiser? And and what tip or trick in your magical bag that you've got there uh, in, in on all of your years of experience would you give somebody who is a, a first time fundraiser? Somebody's just coming out of the gate their first job as a fundraiser, maybe they're brand new to the fundraising game. What's that one tip or advice that you'd give to go, you're going to make it if you just do some of these things? One of the first things I've done when I've started in a new position is generate a list of, of generous supporters from the past and pick up the phone, call them and say, I'd like to come and visit with you for 20 minutes or a half hour. And um, typically, it would turn into 45 minutes or an hour. Um, I'd ask about them. What was their connection with the organization? Um, what other organizations do they support? Tell me about your family. Um, and then I'd get up to leave and they say, aren't you going to ask for a check? And that, that's not the purpose of the gift the pur- or the visit. The purpose of the visit is to establish trust, uh, credibility, uh, to gather a little bit of information that you may be able to use down the road. And um, to give them a sense of, of trust and confidence in me. Um, and, you know, I don't have any particular skills, um, but you don't have to. You don't have to be an expert in plan giving. You don't have to be an expert in events. You don't have to be an expert in, in annual giving. Uh, it helps. But um, just having a warm personality and building that relationship with people um, helps establish that foundation so that when you do need help, um, they believe in you when you come back to them. It's one of the things that is the easiest to comprehend. Be yourself and just have conversations and meet people. And yet we try to overcomplicate it with adding a whole bunch of bells and whistles. And what I love it is that it just comes back to be an enthusiastic champion of your organization, be a nice and personal human being, And you could be a really, really great fundraiser and uh, support your organization for years to come. Grant, thank you so much. Uh, Your perspective is is, is wonderful uh, for the audience. I'm so glad that uh, Bethany is uh, as strong as ever and that you came out of this. uh, Well, knock on wood, we're out of the woods, right? We're out of the the, the big thing, right? Um, Congratulations. Uh, What you do is so important. Uh, for the community and what you do to keep uh, the uh, the lights on and everything uh, being able to be funded in perpetuity uh, is fantastic. And thank you so much for being on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Look, as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogooduniversity.com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm going to send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free, because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen, dogooduniversity.com. Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. 
Um, use the promo code podcast. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase. And I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome. I want you to do awesomer. And I want you to do good better. Go to dogooduniversity.com today.